ready for things to be over? I'm talking about COVID-19, this election, the riots, the looting, the arson, all of that insane commotion. You ready for the scandals within the mainstream, uh, mainstream Christianity to be over? And all the controversial statements made by this creepy pope? Well, how about Halloween? You ready for that to be over? How about this asteroid that's supposed to uh, come and hit Earth on Election Day? You ready for that to be over? What about just all the madness, uh, the sin, all of the crime? Is there an end in sight? Will all of this end? Well, uh, Halloween's going to come to an end, thankfully, hopefully. Some people, though, however, dress like Halloween uh, year-round. Every, everything is Halloween to them. And uh, God bless them, but that's just weird. Jesus or no Jesus, Halloween year-round is just weird. But in regards to COVID-19, election, all of that, uh, at best, I, I don't know if it'll end. But at best, I think it's just going to be ignored and hopefully forgotten. I want to read you a scripture that I believe is a really speaks to the time that we are in. You know, the Bible for centuries was the book, the resource, the thing that people ran to during times of pandemic, during times of war, during times of famine. And we need to stay in our Bible because the uh, current chaos is not over. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. Uh, you know, this verse says the end is better than the beginning. Well, look, let's look at the end of that passage. Verse number 10, the end of it. It says, don't say, why were the former days better than these? You don't inquire wisely. You want to know somebody's a dunce? You want to know if somebody's a dunce? Here's a sign. Here's a signal of that. If they talk about how things used to be, how things used to be, there's no wisdom there. A lot of ignorance. Don't take dating advice from them. Don't take marriage advice from them. Don't take podcast advice from them. I wouldn't even take a recipe from them type of people. Matter of fact, they're toxic. Wherever they sit, sit somewhere else. Wherever they hang out, hang out somewhere else. Just keep a small acquaintance relationship with them. What I'm trying to say to you all here is we got to stay focused on what is before us. And what is here and what is now. We didn't ask for 2020. We didn't ask to be in this generation. But by the will of God, we're here. And this is the generation that we have to deal with. And let's make the best of it. And the Bible says that there is an end to all things. And that end is better than the beginning. It's better than the beginning. You're here to listen. I'm here to talk. This is Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. This podcast is available on the Big Apple, Big Apple Podcast, Spotify, and of course, many other podcast platforms. We're bringing you the message of God, Bible, and Church in the year 2020. You know, somebody asked me the other day, uh, Justin Gleason, why, why don't I see you on Truth Radio anymore? Well, uh, we need to put a fire under Truth Radio. Let me, let me check. Last I checked, we are not on Truth Radio. We haven't been. Uh, Truth Radio did a major update of their app and it is absolutely slick and beautiful and i miss being on there i love truth radio we got to get back on truth radio they have my rss feed and uh let, let, let's contact uh truth radio and tell them hey where's my sswjg we miss it okay thank you so uh with, with this podcast wherever you get me from most of you listen on the big apple uh, when you listen, if you're not already, please consider subscribing. Hit that subscribe button. Get us uh, regularly scrolling through your most recent tab there in that Apple Podcast deal so you know uh, when we post new episodes. It's usually on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, but occasionally uh, we post episodes on other days. You don't want to miss it. Also, when you're scrolling down, give us a great review and rating. Uh, keep on and scroll through and listen to our past episodes. We had a tremendous Tremendous, great listenership of our recent series on uh, spiritual warfare. Wow. Wow. Was I impressed with the numbers. Really happy that the message is getting out. Received a great feedback from our listeners. And uh, most importantly, people are winning spiritual battles uh, through the armor of God, 
through the life that they live, the dedication to the Lord, and just eliminating sin out of their life, completely, completely eliminating the footholds of Satan and uh, the, the power of God, the power of his blood. And through the power of their testimony, they are overcoming so many things. And uh, it's really nice to know when you're destroying the enemy of your soul. And that's just how you win with God. And all of us could use a good win right now. If you're going to win against anything, win a spiritual battle. Win a spiritual battle. And then uh, just keep your eyes out for, uh, listen to past episodes, keep your eyes out for future episodes. And please tell somebody about Spirit Signal. I I was just with uh, uh, a bunch of Urshan College uh, students. They were over here in Kansas City for a conference here in our local church. And... (laughs) One of them come up to me and he said, healthy relationships. And I'm like, you've been listening to Spirit Signal. And another one come up to me and said, hey, do you want to get rid of rats? Do you put out more cheese? I'm like, that's an SSWJG line. So uh, thank you, Urshan. Shout out to all of you great students there uh, studying and preparing yourselves for ministry. We, uh, We really believe in what you're doing there and we're looking forward uh, to what God wants to do in your life, and I'm glad that you're uh, taking time to listen to Spirit Signal because they got a lot of great professors over there, and I'm glad that you're using this podcast as a supplement to your to your learning experience. The good thing about SSWJG, everybody gets an A. You get an A. Everybody passes. You listen, you pass. Congratulations. If you need a certificate, uh, we we can get something to you. Matter of fact, that would look great on your resume, wouldn't it? You're sitting down uh, for, for an interview and they look at your resume. Subscriber to Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. And they're going to go, you listen to podcasts? Wow, I love podcasts. I- I'm serious. You think I'm, you think I'm making this up? Smart people love podcasts. i tell you what else. People who are affluent like podcasts. Podcasting attracts a different type of mind than YouTube. It attracts a different type of mind than the Facebook Live crowd. Podcast people are smart. They're loyal. They're wise. They get it. Uh, they listen and get things done all at the same time, all while bettering themselves. So podcasting is something that you need to talk about. I believe it's the future, and with the help of your faithful, loyal listenership, I'm going to have a continued future in it. It is the last uh, a week of the month of October 2020. We want to give you some stats here. Of course, uh, I'm, I'm American. Th- this broadcast, Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason, is proudly made in America. It don't come from some foreign nation. Proudly made in America right here. And since we are made in America, I'm proud to say that America always comes in at number one. Our top ten states for this month include, coming in at number one, the state of Missouri, my home state. Out there in California, then back over here in the Midwest, Illinois, down into the South, Texas, back up into the Midwest, Kansas, down in the beautiful Southeast Florida, then Georgia, up north in Michigan, down south in Mississippi, and at number 10, I can't believe it, out of nowhere, used to be way down there, like number uh, 45, out of nowhere came Colorado. Congratulations, Colorado, for making it there into the top 10. You know, I, I didn't have a whole lot of hope for Colorado. It's, it seemed like uh, this generation, you, you know, you look at students on Instagram and stuff from Colorado. It seemed like it has a lot of students that are high and the grades are low. Oh, did I just say that? And you know what I did? And I'm not going to edit it out. But hey, congratulations, Colorado. You're making a big comeback. There are great churches out there. That's a beautiful state. Uh, I could totally go for a snowmobile ride uh, right now. I love that place. Beautiful state, nice people, great churches, and we thank you for the listenership. On up into Canada. Canada exploded on Spirit Signal about uh, 40 days ago. I I couldn't believe it. Uh, Ontario, wow. But I tell you what, ever since I talked about Canada on here, Manitoba and British Columbia uh, far exceeded Ontario in the numbers. I I can't believe it. So uh, thank you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. We love you. Send us an email. Let us know who you are. Let us know that you're listening. Let's uh, stay connected. And then across the world, Spain comes in number one. Spain is getting the spirit signal uh, out there. So thank you so much for your listenership. That really means a lot to me. I, I do this I do this first of all for God. I do it for you, and then sometimes I just do it for me. But I love podcasting. I, I think it is so special. It's great to have fantastic information right there on demand. You can put it in your ear, drive your car, mow your grass, 
fix dinner and sometimes when you get a spell of insomnia and you can't sleep, uh, who wants to watch something? Why don't you just lay down, relax, listen to something, and uh, get some good information in your head? So we appreciate that. So when is the craziness going to end? Back, I, I've, I published this, what I'm about to read to you, on social media July 14th. 2020 this year I also have referenced this in a few of our few of our past episodes and I want to remind you of of this word that God gave to me on July 4th 2020 the word of the Lord came to me saying the plague is departing a light remains in Washington a mistress of the insurrection is cut off they shall not turn the other cheek to the commotion a fire shall consume the dwellings of low quality they shall say farewell to the protection systems of Roosevelt. And the vision then ended. Man. I, I, I just I, I just feel uh, just the intensity of the Holy Ghost when I read this. Wow. You know, I, I'm not going to try to interpret this. Uh, the interpretation has not came to me. A lot of times the interpretation of a word from God it, you don't understand the interpretation. You only understand the fulfillment. You won't know what it means until it's fulfilled. And But uh, I, can, I can kind of piece together that, and a lot of people have contacted me offering their in- interpretations, and I love that. And we're all kind of feeling the same thing. But how I kind of feel about this, is, when it says the plague is departed, I, th- I think COVID-19 is going to be eradicated out of the land. I kind of sense that. I feel that that's the goal, and I, th- I think it's going to happen. It's... You know, some say, oh, it's at a level that's untreatable. It, it's untreatable, and, and we can't erase it. It's just here, it's there, and we and we don't know it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, the hand of the Lord is going to be uh, upon our president. The hand of the Lord is going to be upon our scientists. And there are a lot of big organizations out there uh, that got their eyes on big money and got their eyes on big people to make them healthy. And they want to do something to get rid of this virus and keep the world moving. I think that's coming. This plague somehow will depart. When the Lord said a light remains in Washington, you know, uh, I would like to think that as President Trump is going to get reelected. That's kind of what I see. That's kind of what I feel. Even if it doesn't happen, a light means uh, God's hand, God's way, God's determination will still be at the government in Washington, D.C. But I'll tell you why I believe this is Trump. July 7th, in the year 2007, I woke up and the Lord spoke to me and said, a darkness has come. A darkness has come to the Republic. Didn't know what that meant until a few days later on the TV, I saw uh, a line of Democratic candidates on a stage getting ready uh, to talk for debate and stuff like that. And they were they were doing the national anthem. And I watched as all of them put their hands over their hearts, including uh, crooked Hillary Clinton. They put their hands over their hearts. There was only one dunce who didn't. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? It, it, can he not raise his hands? It, is he? Do his hands not work? Does he got elbow pain, shoulder pain? What is this? And I thought, no, no, he can move. He can do it. It was a man named Barack Hussein Obama. He would not put his hand over his heart. You want to know where this don't salute the flag came from? It began with Barack Obama in 2007. But thankfully, he had people there in his campaign that said, uh, Mr. Obama, you need to put your hand over your heart. You need to do that. We know you don't like the bombs. We know you don't like the guns, although our nation wouldn't exist without those things. You need to put your hand over your heart. And he started to do that. So thank you, whoever corrected him on that, because because that is so offensive. That is so offensive to people who love this country, to patriots. Okay, There's things about this country I don't like, but I still salute the flag in that song. I'm glad to be here. I'd rather be here than any other where else. All right? This is a good country. This is a good place. You know, uh, a lot, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fans, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and a, a lot of fans uh, have not been watching the NFL. They've been boycotting it because of the disrespect shown to the country and the anthem. And I'm, I'm glad to see it's getting better. You know, the players are locking arms. That's fine. That's a little less offensive. But do something with your hands. Lock arms with each other. Put it over your heart. I, I, I don't know. But get off your knee. Stand up. Stand up. Show a little honor. A little bit of respect. Come on, please. And then, and then protest in another way. Don't try to draw attention to yourself in a sacred, most holy moment. 
That's what this all has been about. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a guerrilla protest, drawing attention to themselves, kneeling on the ground, laying on the ground, sitting on the bench, burning things down, yelling and screaming obscenities, hating on the police, hating on the president, hating God, hating the church. It's not working out. You want people to hear your message, be honorable. You want people to honor you, honor other people. That's just how it works. It's a Bible principle. It's a life principle. That's how things get done. Okay. Then July 7th, 2014, I woke up and the Lord said to me, a light has come to the Republic. And it wasn't too long after that. I saw on the TV, a guy who I thought had the weirdest hair, a guy who I heard was bankrupt, a guy who I heard like to say, you fired, you fired. I saw Donald J. Trump being interviewed, and you know what he was talking about? Religious liberties. And he was exposing the enemies within the United States of America. Yeah, the enemies at the gate. He sure was, and I knew that's the guy. You you know what, actually, I had had a theory about uh, Donald Trump becoming president. I went back and looked at my journals in the year 2011 during the birther issue, and I wrote down there, when I was writing about the birther issue, I thought, I wrote, how is it that Donald Trump was able to get Barack Obama to produce a birth certificate. The entire GOP couldn't do it. But Trump comes in, a guy who I thought was Democrat, but he looked at the the, the disasters of the Democratic Party, what it's done to all our cities and, and greater portions of this country. He said enough's enough, and he, you could see him change. He got Obama to produce a birth certificate. I thought, how is it that this rich billionaire from New York with weird hair, who's been married so many times, How is it that he's able to do this? And I wrote down, that is leadership right there. And I went out that the favor of the Lord was upon him to be president someday. And you know what? It happened. God set him up. Praise the Lord. Okay? So I think uh, the Lord, uh, in the spirit world, Donald Trump is referred to as the light of the republic, the light of the republic. I've talked to two other men of God who are sensitive to the spirit world, and they all say the same thing, the same thing. And I I might try to have them on this uh, podcast someday. We'll see. But yeah, Trump in the spirit world is known as the light. He is known as the light. So a light is going to remain in Washington, whether that's Trump's reelection, I don't know. But uh, I think he is going to be reelected next week. I do. I don't think he'll be reelected by that much. I, I don't see a landslide coming. But I tell you what, I think it's going to be undisputed. There's talks of this election carrying on and on and on. And however it happens, the ending of it will be better than the beginning, as the word of the Lord said. So I don't think he's going to win by much, but I definitely think it'll be undisputed. A mistress of the insurrection is cut off. This word that I gave out of all the lines in this, this is the number one thing that people have been talking about messaging about like brother justin what is this the mistress of the insurrection cut off what does that mean who is it what does it mean who is it what does it mean and i'm like i don't know i don't know the interpretation we got to watch the fulfillment of it i do know this uh what, what was it uh mid-september uh september 18th 2020 justice ruth bader ginsburg passed away some people are saying hey that's the mistress of the insurrection that is cut off i I don't I don't think so. Um I don't, but I, I think it, it is awesome that we uh uh we have uh Justice Amy Comey Barrett now. I think she is sharp. I think she's gonna be a great justice. That's certainly a, a good thing uh for us and, and how we view uh politics and how we view the world and things like that. You know, it's it's really incredible what the uh, Trump administration has been able to do in our justice department. So we'll see how it goes, this mistress of the insurrection. Some are saying it's uh, Kamala Harris. You know, it's pretty evident uh, just based upon what you see, what you read, and what things have let slip, you know, uh, about this uh, Biden-Harris ticket. It's not about Biden. It's about Harris. It's it's That's the, the theory that if Biden gets elected, he'll step down pretty quickly, and uh, they'll, they'll put in Kamala Harris. In as president, and and then and then maybe Nancy Pelosi, the Empress, while she is uh putting on her lipstick up to her nose, some morning, it's gonna look at that and say, "Oh no, it's President Pelosi," and she might take over. I, I 
I mean, you look at Western nations throughout the the past, especially the Greeks and the Romans, the rise and fall of their kings. Even in the Bible, uh, the Babylonians, the Persians, Chaldeans, the rise and fall of their kings. Crazy things would happen. Oh, crazy things would happen. So uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe America is 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 headed for that. Some some some, some major uh, controversy, some major conspiracy in in our future leadership. I don't know. I don't know. But there is a mistress out there who uh, is a part of the insurrection against uh, the foundations that God gave us and the freedom God gave us here in the United States of America. And whoever she is, God's going to do with her whatever he wants. And whatever he does, it will be just and it will be right. Uh, When it says they shall not turn their cheek to the commotion, a fire shall consume the dwellings of low quality. You got to understand something about the spirit world. It doesn't talk like you and I. It talks completely different. It uses imagery. It uses different saints. It has a different language, a different idiom uh, than us. This this is a dark saying, but I would like to think that a lot of this is referring to our law enforcement, referring to our police, our National Guard, all of that. They really have allowed, allowed these horrible riots, these unpeaceful protests, all of the arson, all of the looting. They have turned the other cheek to this because of the horrific death of George Floyd. It's like they said, we know we did wrong. We know we got problems in our system and we'll let you throw a fit. We'll We'll just let you do it. Get it out of your system. That's what it seems like. But you know what? Uh, the beginning is not as good as the ending. The beginning is not as good as the ending. That's what King Solomon said in all of his wisdom. And I tell you what, these rioters, BLM, Antifa, all of that, you had a nice beginning, but the end of it, ooh, it ain't going to be good for you. It'll be better for us. And the ending of all of that is coming. I think the police are going to be empowered. I think the police are going to finally do what we uh, put them there to do, and they're going to put an end to it. And they're going to put an end to it very, very quickly and save a lot of our liberal cities. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, a lot of the, there's going to be a lot of self-destruction in, in BLM and Antifa. I think it's already been infiltrated uh, by our intelligence system. And I think it's just going to self-destruct. It's, it's, it's a low, it's low quality organizations, very low quality. And they're just going to be consumed in fire. I don't think about, I don't think physical fire though. There has been a lot of physical fires, but I'm not so sure fire means that a physical fire there could be. But it just means they'll just self-destruct, come to an end, nothing. You know, maybe they're going to look and see a lot of their friends laying there on the pavement, you know, after <laughs> after the police uh, uh, broke up the mobs. They're going to look at the friend laying there, and they're going to realize, you know what, I, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I, I think I'm going to go back to my mom's basement. And you know what, I think I'm going to get online and get a degree and get a job. It, it may come to that. And so the police fighting back may be just some of the the best things that ever happened to BLM and Antifa for their future. For their future. Yes, it could be. Uh, they shall say farewell to the protection systems of Roosevelt. Roosevelt was very liberal. Now, he did a lot of great things to keep this country moving, especially during war, during depression, all of that. And, and God bless his memory for that. He was very liberal. Uh, he, he he was very socialist in his thinking. And I think the spirit world identifies Roosevelt with socialism. And I think this election, after it happens, there's going to be an end to a lot of socialistic ideas. This is, this is my prediction, an end to a lot of socialistic ideas. A lot of the trends of it are going to be quickly forgotten, going to be quickly silenced. And, you know, I, I know Canada is very socialistic. I know Israel is socialistic, and, and I love Canada, and I love going to Israel. A lot of nations are. If it's working for you, fine. But the reason it's working for you is because it's in the foundation of your economic system. It's in the foundation of your government. You know, you, you can't tear out the foundation. Otherwise, the whole building will collapse. It's like saying, hey, let's go into downtown Kansas City. Let's rip out all, all of those uh, concrete foundations of those skyscrapers and let's fill it with rubber tires it'll support great it'll be wonderful no you tear out the foundation the whole building's going to collapse you can't remove a foundation of, of anything a physical structure and in any type of system the united states of america 
after the Revolutionary War, when all of those loyalists left, fled to Canada, fled down to the Caribbean islands, all of those loyalists to the crown they left, and, and all, of the, all of the patriots they stayed, it left a big vacuum uh, for trade, left a big vacuum for commerce. And that is where our capitalism was born. And that's where it is to stay. That's the foundation of this. That's how this thing works. That's how this thing ticks. And uh, socialism weakens nations. It weakens nations that don't have socialism uh, in their foundation. You, you look. You look at no, the Nazis. The Nazis. Uh, the, the National Socialist States of Germany. It was socialist. Yeah, Hitler was not a capitalist. And you know what? Hitler was a uh, vegetarian. <laughs> he sure was. And he was. And he was a socialist. So you look at what what socialism did to that country and socialist and, and uh, the old hammer and sickle. Uh, the Soviet Union, they began as as a socialist nation, and it led to communism. That's what it does. Socialism leads to communism. Socialism fails, and that is where communism is reborn, and that's what they're trying to do here in the United States of America. That's why I couldn't support Black Lives Matter. And and a lot of people that, that are connected to the United Pentecostal Church and other apostolic organizations Right after the death of George Floyd, they were hashtagging Black Lives Matter, and I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't like that. Because Black Lives Matter is open, naked communism. They want to destroy the nuclear family and raise up the totalitarian state, remove God, and replace it with government, just like China, just like all of these capital or all of these communist nations. And I said, I ain't going to have no part of it. As a matter of fact, I will not say Black Lives Matter until they say all Black Lives Matter. Because that's how I view it. All black lives matter. Even the ones who are aborted. That's right. All black lives matter. That's how God created it to be. That's how God wants it. And our, our prayers and our love are with all of, uh, all of our black Americans, blacks around the world who are still hurting uh, during that time. Uh, we hope in our past episodes, especially when that was going on, we were able to comfort you. Uh, pray with you. We listened, and uh, you know we're hoping uh, for for better things. And uh, thankfully, a lot of people have recovered. A lot of people have been brought together during that time. Uh, sadly, a lot a lot of uh, disputes happened during that time. I know of people who are good friends, but but over over the uh, dispute about whether riots are justified or not, and the arguments of that in person, social media, wherever, a lot of people are not speaking to each other over that. That is how much contention was behind all of this. But uh, I, 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 I believe that uh, God has helped us through this, and uh, it made us aware of some things, definitely how people feel. And uh, we want to be sensitive to that. You know, you should create an environment where everybody feels comfortable in your church in regards to their ethnicity. You want to be able to do that. There needs to be room for things. But... You know, a lot of people just stayed silent, like publicly, but talked privately on the phone. That's what I did. And I really think that was the best way to uh, handle all of this. So we want to move forward as a church, move forward as a country. And we ain't going to move forward, move forward with socialism. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, you, you know, I, that's why I don't even like the term homeless. I don't, because that kind of denotes that uh, you're entitled to a house. I've read the Bible through many times. There is nowhere in Scripture that says humanity is entitled to a house. I've read the Constitution here and there, and I, I haven't fi- found it anywhere in there, or the Bill of Rights, any of that, that you're entitled to a house, that it's a right. No, it's it, it's a it's a fabricated lie done by the communist that everybody is entitled to a house. You're not entitled to a house, and I'm not entitled to have to pay for your house. The same thing goes with health care. I don't expect you to be paying for my health care. And I hopefully don't hope that you don't expect that I'm supposed to pay for your health care. This idea that it takes a village to raise a child is an absolute lie. God did not create the village. He created the family. He created the family. And the family unit is what made America powerful. It's what made the church powerful. And there are many out there who are trying to subvert that, that are trying to do away with that and completely redefine society, that it's not a family, it's a village.
It's anti-God. It's anti-Bible. It's anti-church, this BLM Antifa uh, deal. Okay? Yeah, do you like hypocrisy? I don't. I don't. But there, there's some people I'm out there that are convinced they just love hypocrisy. I, 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 for years, Christian news sources were a disaster. Their, their news just wasn't very good. So I stuck with uh, bigger uh, news media outlets to get my news. But uh, new Christian news has made a comeback. It really, really has. But ever since this summer, every time you open up a Christian newspaper, you know what you see? Sex scandal. Yeah. You see all these articles about sex scandals. Uh, in, in in the church, in the mainstream Christian Christian media. Okay, I get it. I get it. We figured out a long time ago that brains don't sell. Sex does. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I hopefully your your little kids with little young ears weren't an earshot to hear that. But that that's just how it, I think it is. And I'm I'm talking really about the fall of Jerry Falwell Jr. You know, I've wanted to talk about this for a while now and every time I would I would put it in my notes and I would just start talking I would never get to it because I, I don't really work off a script I, I write down things that I would like to say I don't know when exactly I'm going to say it or how I'm going to say it but I know I'll say it but every time it came up to Jerry Falwell I would just skip over it and I'm like I'm not ready to talk about it I don't want to talk about it but a lot of people are still talking about it and it's still in the news it is a big deal about Jerry Falwell Jr. This is the guy that turned Liberty University around. I mean, he did. He made it into a big deal. The guy's a great leader, got a great business mind. Uh, Falwell Jr. really got involved in politics. He really made something of himself, very successful. But this past August, he resigned. He resigned over major, shall we say, indiscretions involving his wife, uh, the pool guy, and no telling what else. No telling what else. He resigned because of this. The secrets got out. The hypocrisy got out. And that's why he resigned. Okay. All right. Normally in the old days, something like this, somebody would have just walked away and had to have done something new. But this former president of Liberty University, he received $10.5 million as a compensation package from this evangelical school. Uh, CNN reported that. Okay, I, for the for the, first of all, for the school, I hope the school can move forward with some measures of righteousness because Liberty University has a phenomenal product, and Liberty University is not our enemy. They have a phenomenal product, and it's good because for a long time, decades, Bible colleges, Christian colleges, Christian education was not producing that great of a product. It just wasn't. That's why. Uh, I thank God for Urshan College. They saw that and they said, "We want to make a difference. We want to we want to do what what's going to help people be successful." And they're doing it. And that school is on the move. We thank God for that. Okay, Liberty University. I want it to move forward, but I'm worried that this is just going to be a major domino effect, and that school is going to become more of a major cesspool of sin that it already is. Yeah. Hypocrisy can be very damaging. There's some people that look at hypocrisy like this and say, well, my, I don't want to have anything to do with that Christian school now. Uh, Jerry Falwell, him and that pool man and his wife, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm out of here. A lot of people said, well, if Falwell's like that, God's not real. The Bible's not real, and they're just out of there. There's some people, hypocrisy is just such a turnoff. They, they just think all of a sudden, because Falwell is fake, then God is fake. The Bible is fake. It's all hypocrisy. They think the church is fake, and they just give up and go away. That happened even uh, at my Bible college that I went to. There was a lot of people that came to Bible college thinking that, oh, Bible college is full of perfect people and perfect teachers in such a perfect and wonderful place, and there's going to be no sin, and it's just going to be such a, a glorious place. And then they get there, and by night number two, uh, no, no few students sneak off in the backfield to smoke pot. A guy and girl sneak out, sneak out to go do the dirty in a car. Okay? And and then they say, "Oh man, this, this isn't the place for me. This isn't the God for me. I'm going to I'm going to be agnostic where it's where sin is real, you know. Not going to be fake about it." There's there's people out there that 
hypocrisy is that much of a turnoff for them. Okay. Then there are other people that love hypocrisy. <laughs> you know, and this is developing. I'm seeing this, and I think it's this news. These news sources, these Christians are like, "Ooh, sex! Ooh, adultery! Oh, wow! This is good stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's let's explain it. Let's talk about it." And you notice they don't say sin anymore. They say our mistakes and things we have to work through. And it's like they welcome it into their news sources. They think they should welcome it into the church. You know, it, the church is a great place to mess up and everything's okay. You know, we just want to show how much grace we have. And we're going to forgive our pastors for having 25-year-long affairs with their pool guys and their wives. And no telling who else. You know, it, it's like they celebrate the hypocrisy. It's like they, they, they it's like... It's such a breath of fresh air to find out that people are actually normal. And, you know, and it's okay. Let's give them $10.5 million, and we'll keep a good relationship. Okay, read your Bible. Read your Bible. What did Jesus say about hypocrisy? The Pharisees, Sadducees, all of them guys. You know what he said in Matthew 5? The Lord says, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the hypocrites, you cannot get into the kingdom of heaven. Okay? So when you look at Jerry Falwell, it should not be, ooh, I'm done with the church. It should not be, ooh, we need more of this in the church. Oh, no. You know what Jesus said? Your attitude towards hypocrisy is, I'm going to exceed that and go above that, meaning I'm going to repent harder. I'm going to fast more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to be more godlier than ever. That is what hypocrisy should do. This Jerry Falwell Jr., he should motivate you to live for God. Never say it can never happen to me. Oh, that's pride. Jerry Falwell Jr. probably said that when he was in college there. He probably said that when he first got married. But the money, the fame, the status, it led to no prayer, no Bible. No conviction. It's like Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. Falwell Jr. was pitching his tent towards all of these things. And sure enough, just like Lot, Lot didn't move into Sodom. Sodom moved into Lot. And adultery moved into Falwell. Corruption moved into Falwell. Hypocrisy, all of those things moved into Falwell. And this is what he's now uh, known for. Okay. You just look at look at the news. It's 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 all of this crazy scandalous stuff. You you, you take a look at that that one guy that that CNN guy. Uh, I forget his name. Tubin, I think it's Tubin. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Tubin was on Zoom and got caught uh, got caught doing the big M. Okay, his life's a mess. His life's a disaster. You know where all that is based in? P O R N. That's the problem there. That guy has been in P-O-R-N for years. And being on that computer, doing whatever, got exposed, and now that his life is over. And, you know, people are looking at that and saying, oh, my goodness, they're corrupt politicians. I don't trust the government. I don't need the government. I don't need the government. That's just gross and all these You know, the outrage of it, you just, like, run the other way. And then you have people that look at that and say, ooh, I like that. Ooh, that's good. That's great. That's juicy. We need to have more of that. No, when you see indiscretions like that, it should humble you. And you need to take a good look deep down within yourself and say, do I got the strength to be righteous? Do I got the strength to live for God? Do I got the strength to be more responsible than ever before? Okay? That's how we need to be reacting to these things. People are outraged in the church over the comments, the recent comments of Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Uh, APNnews.com, Nicole Winfield has a great article about this. She reports that Pope Francis became the first pontiff to endorse same-sex civil unions in comments for a documentary Sparking cheers from the gay Catholics and demands for clarification from the conservatives, giving the Vatican's official teaching on the issue. 
on the issue. The papal's thumbs up came midway through the feature-length document documentary Francisco, which premiered at the Rome Film Festival. The film, which features the fresh interviews with the Pope, delves into issues Francis cares about most, including environment, poverty, migration, racial and income inequality, and the people most affected by discrimination. It's a pretty good article. You read about it and get 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 it accurate. Okay, you know I I don't here on this podcast you're hearing more about politics than you ever have before because this is not a political podcast. This is a God, Bible, and Church podcast. Religion, spirituality, Christianity, all of that. You know, there's the big three out there, big three things that people shouldn't be talking about, and that is uh, politics, religion, and I guess like your social issues. And, and maybe number four, uh, weight. Don't talk about weight. Don't talk about other people's anatomy. You're going to get fired, okay? All right, so we try not to talk about politics, not so much about social issues. Maybe occasionally we'll talk about a weight problem. I, I don't think we have. I don't, I don't know. Health in any size, all of that. I don't know if I want to talk about it. You don't want to hear that. But we do talk about religion a lot on here. But all of these things relate to God, Bible, and church. Let me tell you something. There is something creepy and weird about this pope. Okay, I'm not against the Catholic Church. I've never been to a Catholic Mass. I've only been to Catholic funerals. And can I tell you what? They are classy. They do a great job in making the family feel comforted, making the life of that person feel special. They do a really good job at funerals. The Catholics have done phenomenal with orphanages. I mean, it's the best. It's like their gift. You know, the Baptists were great at education. The Catholics are amazing at orphanages and amazing at hospitals. I go, uh, well, not so much this year, but before 2020, a lot of our saints in our church, our members that would be in the hospital and I'd go pray for them. There's a lot of different hospitals here in Kansas City. The best hospitals, the ones that received the most comments, good, good feedback, best compliments from our church people are Catholic hospitals. They do a great job. They've been a blessing a blessing in America, and a blessing throughout the world. But I, I don't know about this current pope. Now, I liked Benedict, Pope Benedict. He was a very conservative man. There was a, a sense of righteousness upon him, and he brought a sense of righteousness to the Catholic Church. And we, we are worlds apart, of course, on Bible doctrine and salvation. It, it's like Billy Graham. Anytime he go to the city, the city was better after he left. He just brought a sense of righteousness, and so did uh, Benedict. He did that. Does Pope Francis do that? Uh, no. You see more people turning to righteousness under Francis? Uh, no, you don't. Matter of fact, there are Catholic prophecies. Catholics believe in prophecies. They believe in seers. And one of their uh, seers, I believe in the 1500s, somewhere in there, during the Dark Ages, his name was St. Malachi. He was a seer. They call him a prophet, greatly respected. His writings are very sacred. And he prophesied about the last pope being very defective. And I'm not going to bore you with the details. You have to look it up on your own. But according to a lot of Malachi prophetic scholars, they interpret his prophecies to say that Pope Francis is the very last pope. And he's going to be defective. And it just came out. The Pope says that homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They're children of God. Francis further says, you can't kick someone out of a family nor make their life miserable for this. What we have to have is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. Okay, he's using the word uh, family and civil union. I, I want to know which it is. Because I, I think there's a difference. Family is a Bible word. It's a God word. It's a husband and a wife and kids. Grandpa and grandma. Aunt and uncle. Okay, that's how God described it in the Bible. All right? Okay, a civil union is something completely different. Now, I want you to understand this. We were talking about adoption. I don't think it's a sin for anybody to adopt a child. 
I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're fat. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're whoever you are. Adoption is not a sin. Matter of fact, I would rather see a husband or a a, a gay couple, a, a gay civil union, adopt a child than that child be aborted. All right? And maybe some of you out there don't like that. I don't care. I, 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 abortion is so dark and evil. It's, it's, I get it. Sin is sin, but abortion is dark. Oh, it's evil. Abortion summons devils. That's why you're going to start seeing more and more demonic possession in America. Oh, it's coming. It It ain't just overseas now. It is coming to America. Big time. Big, 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 big time. You better be prayed up and ready to go. All right. I, I, I don't have a problem with adoption. And you know what? Some of the statements of this Pope, okay, I get it. I, I, I see that. You know, I want to dwell peaceably with all people. You know, I go on walks in my neighborhood with my family. And there's a homosexual couple several blocks from us. I wave at them. I say hello. That's about it. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there lighting his grass on fire. I'm not chopping down his trees. I'm not driving my car through his garage and trying to, you know, make a mess there. I live peaceably with people. I get along with people. Uh, before, before the ministry, I, I sold insurance. I did mortgages. I was a waiter in restaurants. I worked with homosexual people, and you know what? I got along with them. You can have a great working relationship with people. I had to go to the emergency room several years ago, and it was pretty obvious that the nurse taking care of me was a lesbian. And you know what? She did a great job. Okay? We can dwell and cohabitate and live and be civil. I understand that. I don't want to be at war with anybody, whether you're, you're, you're gay, Muslim, Buddhist, all of that. We got a, a big Unitarian presence. Actually, it's getting smaller, but it used to be huge. Uh, not far from us. We all get along with each other. It used to not be that way. You look at Europe, their history, man, the, the Protestants and the Catholics, they were at war with each other. But thank God there's no religious war around here. And thankfully, there's not a major uh, social issue war around here. Although that's what BLM and Antifa wants. They want war. They don't care about civility. They don't care about peace. You want civil rights, you got to have a civil society. So start acting civil, okay? But back to this pope. When is the last time you ever heard this Pope talk about God? He doesn't talk about God. I don't think he's a spiritual leader. You and I think this Pope is, this this Pope Francis, he's a political operative. That's what he is. And I really think he is under the spell of Antichrist. I don't know how. I don't know how, but Antichrist got into his heart years ago. And he's doing everything he can to pave the way for the socialist new world order, which is one of the major platforms that the beast will arise on. Prophet Daniel, back to a real prophet. I don't know about Malachi, but Daniel in the Bible, he prophesied concerning the spirit of Antichrist. And one of those things is he will change times and laws. He will not regard God nor the desire of women, okay? This pope is changing times and laws. He is alternating culture. He is alternating uh, laws. He's changing laws. He's doing this. And he doesn't really regard God. Yeah, maybe here a little bit around Christmas and Easter, but the rest of it, it's all politics. It's all politics, not the desire of women. Well, a lot of the comments he's talking about, it doesn't it doesn't seem like that. Although, if you remember, he, he slapped a, a woman, a Catholic saint, on the hand. Uh, she tried to touch him, and he got in big trouble for that. And then like a week later, he appointed uh, a, a female into some leadership in the Catholic Church. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of us are mad at this pope, and we're, we're wondering, what are you doing? Well, you know what? The end is going to be better than the beginning. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. What Antichrist is ultimately going to do is make the laws of God illegal. It's like Daniel. It became illegal to pray, therefore he broke the law, and they threw him in a, in a lion's den. Uh, the three Hebrew boys, they were forced by law. When, that, when, that, when, the, when the sack butt played, they had to get down and worship the golden statue. If you don't, you're cast in the fiery furnace. Well, they broke that law. God delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. 
He delivered the three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace, and with the help of the Lord, he's going to deliver us out of all these uh, changing of times and laws and culture and all of that. Amen. Halloween is upon us. Ugh, Halloween. I was walking, going on a walk in my neighborhood with my family, and I looked over in, in the bushes, and there's this house with uh, the spider webs all in their bushes. You know, they put spider webs in their bushes. You know what I saw in there? A bird stuck, and the bird couldn't get out. And uh, I was walking with my kids, and you know, I can't take time to stop and do that. I've got small kids. I can't, I, you know, I got to keep an eye on them. We're walking in the neighborhood. There's cars, neighbors, uh, you know, all that. You got to keep an eye on the kids. The kids were the priority. I couldn't save the bird. But when we got back to the house, I got in my car and went back, drove up to that house, got out, and helped that bird escape. And I, I don't care if, what those neighbors think about that. You know, I, I, I just couldn't stand to see that bird caught up in the, in that Halloween garbage, the spider's webs, the, the fake spider's web, that, that cottony, gross, nasty stuff that, uh, you know, it's got that Hobby Lobby smell to it. Ugh. But thankfully that bird got out of there. Nice bird, by the way. But Halloween does that. Halloween is a disaster. It really is a disaster. And I want to tell these people that, that, dress, that decorate their houses and, and try to look all scary and stuff, I want to say to them, if a real zombie came up out of your flower bed while you're out there drinking hot apple cider, how would you react? Okay. If you ran in your house and opened up your pantry to hide in it and a real vampire came out and latched onto your neck, what would you do? Okay. You then run up to your room and there, and there's a ghost floating above your bed, a real one. Okay. I guarantee it. Any of that happened, a real deal like that. A real zombie, real vampire, real ghost, a real spirit, a real devil, a real demon, which is what they all are. I guarantee it, if that happened in your in your home, you'd tear a new back door out. I mean, you, you wouldn't even go to the door. you just run right through the wall. Just boof. Okay? Halloween is real for those who practice witchcraft. It goes way back to the ancient pagans. They believed that the last day of October, it, it really started with the Romans. They believed that that day there was a major open portal between the natural world and the spirit world. The spirit and natural world would become one. Well, the pagans were afraid of that happening. It seems like nowadays we want that to happen. Oh, we, we want the, the portals of the spirit world. We want the zombies to come. We want the vampires to come. We want the ghouls to come. We want all of these things. Ghosts, we, we have them. We, they're up in our trees, and, and, and we want vampires to come. That, that's what Hollywood has done. It's taken what is normally supposed to be evil and good and something to avoid and making it good. Making it good. That's what Twilight did. That's what Twilight uh, was for, to make vampires, which are de demonic spirits, uh, to be acceptable and good and have a, a, have a sexual relationship with one of them. Yeah. All that incubus, all that succubus, that's coming out of Hollywood. Yeah, we're in the we're in the last days. What was good is now evil, and what is evil is now good. But the pagans in the old world, they understood this. And the only way they could figure out how to ward off these evil spirits, they didn't want evil spirits in their homes. They would uh, carve out pumpkins into scary faces and set them at, at the front of their tents in the front of their houses, and it would... Uh, uh, scare off the evil spirits, okay? Uh, they, they would put masks and dress up so the spirits couldn't recognize them. All of that stuff. But nowadays, uh, in, instead of not only trying to keep the spirit world away, people in Halloween are wanting the spirit world to come to them. You know? And, and they're dressing up like it. Let's be it. Let's be a demon. Let's be a devil. Let's get possessed. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And let's do some drugs. Let's drink some alcohol. Let's drink absinthe. And hallucinate and paint beautiful uh, pictures of, of our legs. All of that stuff. All right? Really what Halloween is for, the spirit of it, is to say, look, all of this is fake. And all of this can be fun. Because uh, devils aren't real. And evil isn't real. It's only just pretend. Everything is actually really good. And the world is good. Uh, Thanksgiving is really the problem. Christmas is really the enemy. Yeah, but let's have Halloween. Let's pretend the devil isn't fake. Let's pretend the devil's fake. Let's pretend that God isn't real. That's all. Ugh. Halloween is going to come to an end. Thank the Lord. Hopefully no birds are uh, strangled and tangled up in your neighborhood on the stupid cobwebs. It, you know, I hope their home gets infested with spiders. I really do. Maybe then they'll snap out of it. Give me a break.
The asteroid. Yeah, I want to talk about the asteroid. I, it's not a big deal, but asteroid. it's called Asteroid 2018 VP1. Uh, Jennifer Lehman, popularmechanics.com, reporting about this. This asteroid, 2018 VP1, what a, what a weird name. It's a scientific name. You know, you, ha- you have uh, COVID-19, the SARS, VHN, whatever it was. Some people just call it Corona. Uh, 2018 VP1 needs a better asteroid name. We, we should call it the the uh, election roid, the Trump roid. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's just an asteroid. That they're saying it's about the size of a car, the size of a four door sedan out there spinning around in the galaxy. It is going to swing past Earth on November 2nd, the day before the election. Researchers discovered that the asteroid. They discovered this asteroid in the year 2018 using a telescope at the Zwicky, uh, Zwicky facility in California. Zwicky. Totally sounds legit to find an asteroid at Zwicky. Fortunately, as astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. Why do people need two last names? I don't get it. I don't. That's another subject for another day. Two last Neil Dragrisi Tyson points out that 2018 VP1 has a 0.41% chance of entering Earth's atmosphere. And even if it does, it will likely burn up. All right. Yeah, the Bible says fearful signs will happen in the sky. This is not one of them. This is not one of them, but I think it's kind of cool. Because if you remember when Barack Obama was elected in 2000, November 2008, I remember we had youth service that night. And I walked out and I looked up. There was a, uh, it was a, a crescent moon. I can't remember if it was waxing or waning, one of those two. I'll have to look that up. But right by it was a star. And when I got in my car, this is when I used to listen to radio. This is pre-podcast days. Nowadays, it's only podcast, no radio. But I was listening to the radio, and people were flipping out over that, uh, that moon and star. And people are saying, oh, it's a sign. It's a sign. Allah is greatest. Obama's a Muslim. I mean, Muslims were calling Obama Muslim. They still do. And people are saying it's a sign. It's the crescent moon and the star. Barack Obama's going to get elected. Well, sure enough, he got elected. Obama got elected under a crescent and, and star uh, moon in, in, in the sky. Coincidence? I don't think so. I, th- I think it was a sign. Well, go back and look. When was Donald Trump elected? Around the time of a full moon. And not just a full moon, but a super, a super full moon. And I take that as a sign of the completion and the fullness of America being restored. And oh, has it. We're going to keep America great. Oh, yeah. So this asteroid, I, I, I don't know what it could be a sign of. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, listeners have contacted me. We try to uh, to uh, read what some of the nice things people are saying, some of the questions. So uh, here we go. In, anytime you contact me by email, I, I try not to read your name. But uh, John, uh, just today, 10.58 a.m., he messaged me on spiritsignaljg at gmail.com saying, Hello, I'm about to purchase podcast equipment and was wondering what equipment you use. The Lord spoke to me through a close leader of mine that I fall in the teacher position in the fivefold ministry. God has directed me to go for my license, and I pray that your ministry through podcasts continues to grow, continues to grow, and continues to touch lives. Uh, thank you so much, my brother, for contacting me. You know, uh, first of all, I wish you nothing but success and blessings in teaching, in preaching, uh, whether it's at your church, Bible studies, and now, of course, on podcasting. But I want to say that is a major compliment to me. I counted it up. I have got down here five people that have contacted me and saying here recently that Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason has inspired them to start a podcast. Inspired them to start a podcast. I, I won't list who, who they are. That's between them and I. But that's how you know you're doing something good. When what you are doing inspires others to do the same thing. And uh, I sent a response email and I'll go ahead and answer it on here. I really don't have a lot of equipment. I, I really don't. Some people are like, man, you must have a $10,000 microphone. I, actually, I don't. I have a very, very cheap, I'll go ahead and say cheap. I'm not going to say cost effective. I have a cheap 
dynamic cardioid microphone. And, and a matter of fact, the windscreen on it is all tore up. And, and, you know, like whenever I do video chats and stuff, I'm so embarrassed of this thing. i got to get a new windscreen. Maybe that will be a good uh, birthday present. By, by the way, I turn 38 next week on November 4th. If you want to get me a birthday present, I'll take a new little windscreen to put on, put on a microphone. All right, I, this one's a disaster. But uh, it works. So I use a cheap dynamic cardioid microphone. Uh, I use uh, Apple GarageBand. Apple GarageBand for uh, editing, production, all of that. All of the audio is pumped through there. Uh, I use Zoom for uh, guests. I use Zoom for guests. I'd like to get away from that. I, I don't really like how the internet makes the voice sound with my guest. To me... Uh, Zoom reminds me of meetings, and who likes meetings? I know meetings are important, but Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason is not meetings. It's a podcast. It's conversation. It's fun, and I don't want my audio to sound like a meeting. You know, I like I want it to sound like a cell phone when you're calling and talking on your friends. So I can't I can't pump in a direct cell call in what I have now. I've I researched it for hours. There's really nothing I can do. I'm gonna have to get an actual separate mixer. Uh, to do this, and uh, may- maybe I'll get one for Christmas. I don't know. Oh, this coffee is room temperature. I'm going to have to microwave it. It's still good anyway. So I use Zoom, and uh, I use SoundCloud for a, lo- for a lot of my bumper music. SoundCloud for a lot of my bumper music. Uh, if you're wanting to get into podcasting or just anything out there, you need to go to your church soundmen and ask them, hey, what's a good EQ for my voice? Uh, one of our great salmon here at our church, Philip Talbot. Shout out to Philip. You're awesome, brother. He gave me a good suggestion on my EQ. And he said the first thing you need to do is try to keep your voice as natural as possible. He said you need to completely eliminate uh, low cut. Completely back all of that off. That's that's like a standard foundational uh, principle with voices. With singing, with talking, you just take out the low cut. And he said... Uh, I recommend a uh, the the ratio would be as far as like low, mid, and high. Make it a two one three ratio. Two one three ratio. Okay. So however that however that is, I, I'm looking here at, at my uh, garage band. Uh, going off a clock, I have my lows set at a two o'clock. I have my mid set at high noon, and I have my highs set at three. So that that's that's the ratio, the two one three ratio. So uh, the lowest needs to be the mid, the high, the second highest needs to be your low, and then the highest needs to be the high. Okay, it, you know it's it's shockingly very similar to whenever whenever I play bass. I very rarely uh, play bass anymore, but my EQ it if you had those like little sliders on your amp, it kind of looked like a smiley face. I always had really high highs, really low mids, and really high highs. And that uh, just seems to uh, produce the best sound for me. It produces the best sound for me for my bass and uh, also to my voice. And uh, we try to tweak it a little bit. I also do uh, use heavy compression. I I know I don't need it, but I've been yelling a lot lately. A lot of people like that, especially at the end. And you probably should have some compression on your voice. So I hope that helps you out. I hope that helps you out. Our, our uh, spiritual warfare, I got a lot of great stories, and uh, some of them just how I may, I may I save them all. I may read them someday. I, if I don't read yours, I'm sorry, but I got to just uh, tell one that was actually uh, sent to me, and we're going to keep this private anonymous. But uh, a listener of ours was talking about spiritual warfare, and it's about the subject when I was talking about Saul throwing javelins at David you know, and uh, David having to play his harp to de- send out the distressing spirits away from Saul. And it, the question was, have you ever been attacked by a devil through another person? Attacked by the devil through another person. And I couldn't believe <laughs> uh, how many responses I got. But I want to go with this one. This this is really interesting. This person says, some time ago, uh, this, this is from a lady, by the way. Some time ago, I was in a relationship with a man who was trying to manipulate my mind. And... This person exemplified obsessive behaviors towards me, but God gave me two dreams about him and their behavior, and this these dreams were to help me to understand what was going on, to help me make a decision to end the relationship. The first dream was this person posed as a spider spinning a giant web in a, in a black room. Ugh. Do you imagine that? 
the boyfriend you're not so sure about, God gives you a dream and they're they're a spider. They got you know they got that they got the body of a spider in their own face, <laughs> spinning a web. Yikes! And then the second dream was I was an adult asleep in my childhood bed that was set in front of my large closet that had mirrored doors. I could see in my dream that someone was holding my hand. I opened my eyes and in my dream and had a smile on my face until I sat up and looked in the mirror and it was that person with an evil look on their face while they held my hand. I woke up feeling fearful and had to pray. God took care of the situation shortly thereafter. Uh, Let me tell you, a sign and signal, a sign and signal uh, in regards to dreams, visions, things like that. If you see a spider in your dream and you know who it's about, that is a sign that person uh, is a master of emotional manipulation. A master of emotional manipulation. They just know how to use a lot of psychology to get in people's heads. Whether it's in a relationship, an unhealthy relationship, uh, it could be a boss, it could be a friend, somebody with an ulterior motive. You have a dream and they're spinning a web, it's emotional manipulation. Don't believe them. Be nice. You don't have to squash them like you would a spider, okay? You don't have to put their web in your bushes or any of that. Just be on the lookout and casually tell maybe a few other people about, uh, you know, that, they, that they're that they trying to get in their web. Say, hey, you might want to uh, think about what you're doing here. And, and don't throw that person under the bus. Protect yourself. You know, be natural with the supernatural. Okay? If, if it's somebody you're dating, you know, just ghost them for a few days and, and let them go. All right? That's all you got to do. Uh, I've had that same dream. Uh, you, you dream when somebody's trying to get in the bed with you. Uh, that is that is just a sign that there is not a good boundary. That is not a good boundary. And, uh, you, you know, sleeping is a place of peace, a place of rest. And if your sleep is being disturbed by somebody, they are a disturbance. It's a toxic relationship. It's got to go. Okay. So, yeah, God talks to us in dreams. He gives us spirit signal signals. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great October all the fall festivities that go along with it. This is a great time of year. Uh, Don't let COVID-19 steal your Thanksgiving. Don't let it ruin your Christmas. Let's be thankful. Let's be grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Justin C. Gleason, your host of the Spirit Signal podcast. God bless you for listening. Tell somebody about this episode. And when you do, you need to get their attention. Why don't you go and yell at them? Just yell at him with a big smile on your face. Say, the Bible says!